This is where the Russian military detained dozens of Ukrainian civilians before deporting them to prisons in Russia. Almost a year later, their families are desperate for news. They took my son and my husband the same day. They came to our home and they took them away. I was told that they were in prison in Russia, but I don't know anything else. Around 100 people were held in this steel factory north of Kyiv for arbitrary reasons. 42 of them were deported to Russia. Ukrainian MP Olha Vazlevska Smalyuk is trying to draw attention to their case. Someone had a tattoo with the Ukrainian coat of arms. Another had a tattoo with a map of Ukraine that included Crimea. Someone else had a finger with blisters, so they assumed that the person knew how to shoot. The main problem with civilian prisoners is that they aren't protected by the Geneva Convention, so they can't be exchanged. On March 3rd last year, Vasil Hilyuk and his son Dimitro were forced to the ground and stripped by five soldiers. Dimitro had been working as a journalist for a Ukrainian press agency. They were held here in inhumane conditions. This was our prison. We were forced to lie down there on the ground. And there, there was a bucket full of excrement. They brought new prisoners every evening. It was packed. There were so many of us, and we were squashed together. Our hands were tied up, and they used tape to blindfold us. We could see a tiny bit by looking down, but either way, there was no light, neither at night nor during the daytime. They told us, if you speak, we'll throw a grenade at you. They endured freezing temperatures without blankets or mattresses. We found a barrel filled with water from the factory that was used to store batteries, so we drunk from it. They told us they wouldn't bring any fresh water because there wasn't any left in the village. As for food, they sometimes gave us a soldier's ration. They threw it into the darkness. Some managed to eat some of what they left, others didn't. Vasil was released after an ordeal that lasted 10 days. It would be the last time he'd see his son, who's thought to have been deported to a prison somewhere in southern Russia. This letter was sent to me by the Red Cross. There are only three words, Mum, I'm alive. Olena runs a small clinic in Hostomel, just north of Butcher. She was already overwhelmed barely a day after the Russian attack on February 24th. On February 25th, there were already 40 wounded people in Hostomel. We gave them first aid in this clinic. Then the Russian military came and kicked us out. They turned a clinic into a field base. But far worse was to come for Elena and her family. On March 20th, I was preparing food outside in the courtyard on the grill because we had neither electricity nor gas. A Russian soldier came and shot at my husband. He injured him in the waist and in the knee. They forced him to the ground and hit with a rifle butt. Then they put a gun to his head and another in his mouth. My son heard the noise. He ran outside, got on his knees and begged the soldiers not to kill his father. I ran in front of my son to protect him. Leaving behind the family's 82-year-old grandfather, the soldiers forced Olena, her wounded husband and her son into an armoured vehicle. Olena's husband had served in the police, but he's now retired.
After interrogating us, they sat us down in a corridor. They put plastic bags on our heads. Our hands were tied. Then he fixed the bags to our necks using tape. That's when my son said, Mom, I can't breathe anymore. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my whole life. After 20 seconds, they put holes in the bags so we could breathe. Then they took us in another armoured vehicle to Antonov Airport. That's when I felt the presence of my son for the last time. Olena was released after losing consciousness. She went home and waited anxiously for news of her husband and son. A month and a half later, the Ukrainian army chased the Russians from Hostomel. After I was released for the first 10 days, I had to examine every dead body in Hostomel. I lived in fear of coming across the body of my husband or my son. I saw people whose hands had been tied behind their backs, who'd been shot in the neck. I've seen so many horrible things that I'll never forget. I'll never forgive them. A month after she'd last seen him, Olena's husband finally came home. He'd been held in an internment camp in Belarus before being imprisoned in Russia. I didn't recognize my husband. He'd lost 20 kilos in one month. When he arrived at a prison in Kursk, they broke two of his ribs. In the same place, someone from Hostomel was beaten to death. They let dogs loose on the prisoners. I'm only a doctor. Why did they put a bag over my head? Why did they beat my husband, a retiree, with a rifle butt and shoot him in the knee? Why is my son still being held hostage after almost a year? Like Olena, the families of at least 5,000 Ukrainian civilians detained in Russia are still waiting for news of their loved ones.